Okay, and we're live. Welcome. <laughs> we're live? Yeah, welcome to uh, episode three of the Microbial Secret Society. Aloha. <laughs> welcome. Yeah. So I've been doing a bunch last couple of days to get ready for episode three and are actually getting ready for our launch of our, our podcast. Been I've been really excited about this project, actually. You've been really excited about this project? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I uh, it, like telling people about the secret society and um, letting people know about this microbial world is uh, is. It, I'm excited, man. <laughs> to dive deeper into the microbial world? Yeah, yeah. Well, more, I mean, uh, but also in the macro world too, right? Because we're, you know, it's it's microbes wanting these things, but it's it's the people that we, we need to use the tools. People utilizing the tools? Yeah, so like making this podcast here as is gives people another tool they can use to incorporate the microbes into their lives and to be better stewards of the secret society to become yeah better stewards of the land and observers of nature yeah yeah um and in their own life uh you know that, that that's what excites me <laughs> In their own life, seeing people like apply and learn and it's like a big, yeah, learning and transforming process, having fun and learning about the indigenous microorganisms. Yeah. And, and spreading it like today, today, um, you know, ma making this podcast, getting it ready. But then today I went to Hawaiian Sanctuary and I taught an, a course to... 50 to 60 people that some of them this was their first time having exposure to the secret society so you just got um you just taught a class at the hawaiian sanctuary um and exposed like 50 to 60 people to the secret society yeah but i, <laughs> I didn't tell them i didn't tell them till like the last minute <laughs> As, like, after i finished talking about microbes for about three hours and in biostimulants and microorganisms kind of the foundations of korean natural farming and then at the end i was like and welcome to the secret society and and then someone asked me do you have a podcast and i was like yes it actually it launches tomorrow which is july 26 20 26 2019 right i was like it felt so good to say yes i do have a podcast <laughs> even though it, even though it's not out yet like like it felt good to, to, yeah, to be a part of a podcast that is sharing, you know, truth about the soil and healing the earth with. Yeah. yeah. And, and to have someone come to come, come out to see me for three hours, not knowing what they were going to get. And then at the end of it, ask me, do I have more material? How, how can they get the next thing? What's like, they want more of this. Like the secret society is actually so alluring. They're like, how how can I get more of this? I was like, well, we have uh, microbialsecret.org I put up. Spent all week getting launching that website, buying the domain, all, all this whole stuff. I learned how to be an audio engineer. <laughs> and now people can go there and click on it and, and find the next the next thing. And the, th the great thing about it, though, is the first hour is free. <laughs> yeah, you can tune in. Anyone has the opportunity to listen to the first hour and if um, feel inspired to l learn more then can tune in to the second hour is the second hour which so so i wanted to talk to you about you know it, my, some of my friends my, one of my friends ben klenner had the probiotic life and it was a podcast and then you also had b programming and that was like a, a podcast of you know of sorts like if although you went through facebook and then there's all these these podcasts and these things we do, but what I was thinking, what excites me about this one is from the beginning, I thought about how to make a product and how to make it sustainable. Where, but I still also get to uphold my values of like giving away the first hour free, getting it out to as many people as possible. 
But I think with this one of having the second hour where it's only for members, it actually is like this incentive that people get a higher quality product because they're they're contributing to it. Mm, yeah, they're yeah able to support it and see it grow and contribute to its growth. And there's a clear way to support it for for this podcast. Like from the get go, we're we're saying okay, first hour is free, second hour is is members only, and that's that <laughs> membership that that we can grow from the beginning. That I think will set this endeavor on the right path. And that's that's why I've also been stoked to put energy into this because I feel like this thing could really sustain me if we if we build this secret society correctly, <laughs> and we inter- include people correctly, because it's it's all of our community members joining this podcast and joining the secret society and interacting. I mean, they're already in it, but you know, to refine it, and that I think that this can be a, a viable thing that can set us as content creators and explorers in this realm on a sustainable path so you and I can continue to do this. We can get guests on the show. We can really churn out a, a, a quality product time after time. <laughs> my dad my dad asked me the other day, I was riding in the car with him and he said, I told him, I was like, yeah, I'm doing a podcast with David and we've, we've recorded two episodes. And and he's like, he's like, you can talk about microbes for that long? <laughs> And he, he honestly, yeah, he looked at me and he was like, and I was like, bro, we, like, because, you know, we already, we're already we already four hours into this, right? I mean, you know, <laughs> people that aren't members are only two hours in, but but the, the true members are at least four hours and what, it's six minutes into this. And um, so, but I want to go deep, man. I We got years and, and I was thinking all the things we can talk about, like water and electricity <laughs> and, you know, spirituality, love, um you know, holding our seed, all kinds of like esoteric and microorganism and just bio life things that we can do. And this is just one way that if we have a, 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 a way, like a microbial membership, a way for people to empower us as content creators or explorers or like the, the, the initiators or the hosts of the microbial secret society, think, think of what we can do. You know, and so so that that's why I was I was really excited this week. I spent a <laughs> lot of time, like, and when I mean a lot of time, I mean a lot of time working on this. Oh yeah, you, yeah, you seem to put a lot of energy and time and in, into this project, and um, yeah, I I feel yeah inspired to put more energy into it as well. It's just I, I need to like stop looking at time as something that I manage. And it's instead it's something like you create so you can create the time to do time is and you gotta put yourself in the right way to be a conduit to make the divine's plan manifest through you and be open to it and be receptive and also be an integral part of that but that's but dealing with a lot of tasks and prioritizing things and really figuring out all those um those what do you call those things priorities yeah priorities and intentions yeah and what i found helps is writing yeah writing intentions down and writing goals down but yeah looking at it kind of multiple times a day and then kind of yeah kind of logging things I think that can work. Sometimes I find myself and I, I put whiteboards up and then I'll look at the whiteboard and the task has been on there for so long that the dry erase marker no longer works. It's kind of melted on there. And so sometimes I'll find like, even though I do try to prioritize myself, I'll just ignore it and not even pay attention to what what is really like right in front of me. I, I get obsessed on projects and pour a lot of energy into certain things. And will sheer neglect others like right in front of me. Things that I should easily do. Like I watched, I watched a bunch of bananas kind of go from being too unripe to going ripe to to kind of rotting this week. But I'm gonna turn them into fermented plant juice. And it was too many bananas for me to eat. But had I been able to manage that situation better and interact with the microbes better, I could have monopolized on that. Or or realize more of its value. 
because it took a lot for the whole secret society to produce that rack of bananas. All the soil microbes, all the all those the plant microbes, all the all those things in the bananas. So you're you're talking about like like you wish you would have fermented them when they were ripe. I'm saying if I had dealt with them when they're ripe, maybe I could have given them to all the the protectors up on the Mauna. Do you want to do you want to try? Oh, I see. You could have given them. Yeah. Would you want to try some ripe banana plant juice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, well, no. I mean, I'm I'm gonna make more of it because now now the bananas are in that scenario. What what I'm saying is priorities like. Certain things I work on, other things I could have maybe value added those bananas better. Mm. Now I now my only choice is to make banana plant juice from it, like like make a fermented plant juice and engage those microbes, or I could compost it. Or there's a lot of things I could do, but the times passed from it being like prime to eat. There's already like some little few bugs landing in them, and I watched all that happen though. Is what I'm saying. You you observed the cycle of the banana from like unripe, like from cakey to unripe to fruiting to kind of rotting, and but now being able to be transformed into a, still a medicine and a food for the medicine for ourselves and food for the microbes and the secret society. Yeah, well, at each of those levels, the secret society engaging in the process, recognizing that watching it grow which most people don't see but i but watching it also then just like harvest a rack of bananas cut it down and then watch it kind of go and ripen on my deck as i was sitting there working on this podcast and instead of like taking and like going and selling the bananas or doing something with them i sat there to like work on technology in this like matrix mind hive hole to get this podcast out to people and those bananas now my only choice is to ferment them because they're starting to naturally ferment and turn to you know. But if I add sugar, I can value add it. And I what I I guess what I'm trying to say is I now that's all I can do besides let them rot. And I don't want them to rot because mm-hmm. because it, it took so much energy to produce those bananas and they're beautiful. So I'm gonna make a, a fermented plant juice. But it's it's that priorities and and at what point you know as the bananas are going through their life cycle am i going to decide to prioritize those bananas do mm-hmm. i want to eat them do i want to make banana bread do i want to freeze them do i want to dehydrate them do i just want to let them rot you know and each stage i can engage and change add value. and well and then and then yeah add value to myself and others and then change the way it affects the secret society was it a benefit to me and everyone around me, my society, my indigenous culture? Or did I just let it rot and then it kind of just, you know, the gases escaped and that all that creative energy that formed that banana was lost because I didn't prioritize it right. And, and coming, in, coming into life and priorities at that level, besides just things we should do. Yeah, but then, but also, what is it? in an abundant state where there's just so many bananas where, you know, in nature, if there was just like a banana forest, that there would just be constantly be racks ripening. And yeah. I think, and I think if we think like that and we try to prioritize our time to make that reality, the one that we merge with, those are good priorities. I, I want to move towards the abundance prioritization. <laughs> abundance prior, yeah. Making abundance a priority. Yeah, yeah, and as qu- and as rapidly as I can. Which I don't know if letting the bananas rot this week was that. <laughs> it's hard to say, right? Maybe I should have gone and sold them. Maybe I should have. De- maybe I should have eaten them. Maybe I should have froze them all. But instead, I'm going to make plant juice, and I love it. And I'm going to use it to flavor my drinks later, and. It's just fine. It's all. So that's interesting because, yeah, there's a rack of bananas here where we were recording and and it kind of, well, yeah, here. And yeah, as as it was ripening, I was like hoping that it, like with the full intention of thinking of fermented 
fruit juice out of it with the right right banana. What happened to it? It's it's no longer here. Where where'd it go? It's uh it's in that jar. Oh, you did turn it into a ferment then. Cool. Cool. Yeah, that that that's, that's a I think it's a really good use that a lot of people don't think of. People think <laughs> of rot, rotten fruit and they think of composting it, right? But instead what we're doing is we're adding brown sugar to it. And do you want to kind of describe the process of how, how you deal with that stuff? Describe the process of how, do I... how those bananas got from hanging up here to where they are now. So, yeah, when the bananas were harvested, they're grown in La Pohoihoi. The Namwa variety. Which is which is about 30, 40 miles from here. Mm-hmm. And then Namwa is a Thai banana. So it's it's traveled quite a ways in its lifetime. Wow. <laughs> Mind blown, huh? Huh? So, yeah, but I mean, ideally you would like harvest the plant material in the early morning before the sun rises and particularly the day after the final full moon phase, um, like two days after is the beginning of the Laau days, which would be the time where the moon is ripe to harvest and prepare medicinal herbs and gather the plant material. <laughs> and um, yeah, I can tell by I can tell by the way you're talking that it's a very thoughtful process, and that you spend a lot of care and attention. Because it seems to me like you're you're um, very slow saying what you what you're saying there. <laughs> very slow, yeah. Putting thought and intention, yeah, into the process, and you can harvest flowers. We had some of your plumeria today, by the way. Really? Yes. <laughs> David David made a plumeria plant juice and uh it's still good after how it was like a year ago at least. It's still good? Yep. What? <laughs> and I gave it to about 50 people today and they got to drink the essence of flowers. And the pl- plumeria is super aromatic. Yeah, it it tastes like it smells. It's really interesting. If yeah. that's possible. So, yeah, yeah. So, you tasted the plumeria. Um, and, you know, some people s- claim that the plumeria is like poisonous, but when it goes through the fermentation process, it, I don't know, it doesn't really have that kind of quality to it. You know, a lady, a lady today said, isn't it poisonous? And then I, I mentioned to her, I was like, isn't Fukushima poisonous? Like the, the nuclear reactor that we uh, so conveniently forgot and let it overheat and now burned a hole into the earth. And so, although maybe those aren't completely related, but and that wasn't the exact same time, but I always love when people talk about things and, and the microorganisms and that they can transform these things that may be poisonous or radioactive and bring them back into stasis and compatible for life again compatible for life yeah Mm. oh i gotta make sure i'm talking into this thing i don't know looking at the recording levels yeah talking into it but yeah when you you can you can ferment flowers or ripe or unripe fruits or new shoots of grasses or vines and you're making green grass from heaven right green green juice from heaven is what it's called green juice from heaven from the yeah from the character that it came came over with through the 
It's like a. It's kind of. Like, I think the one character is like Tien. 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 Tien, which is like the creative. Um, it's like it's the understanding that the creative energy is like, and the creator is like all around, and the when when you lomi lomi and ferment the plant material with the sugar um, yeah it, it it is able to like transform and that's like the life mana energy of the creative within the plant and then it's able to go through this fermentation process where the microbes are growing and expanding and evolving and then being able to feed that back to the earth so it's like like a gourmet medicinal yeah meal so you're saying the microbiome is receiving a gourmet medicinal meal or they're preparing that for the land well we the human would be like preparing the the fermentation but i think the microbes would be like eating it I think, well, yeah, obviously, I mean, life the whole way through, right, would be eating it. I I like that. I like that idea, though. The qian, the creative, that's kind of like this heavenly um, force that's spoken of as like in in the fermentation process. How, How is that? How is that involved? How is that involved? Like it being like these many parcels or pieces of like of the divine and then in each living thing and then that is that energy is what's in the plant through the fermentation and then the energy is growing and evolving and then it's being able to be the creative is being able to go back into the earth through that process so the chien is is where is it's it's generated during fermentation or where where is it like the whole process is chien so the the action is what creates the creative. So if there is no action, it wouldn't be qian. But it's it's this action of how it's being renewed and or made available to go back. Mm-hmm. And, and do the, so, do you think the microbes generate this qian? Do the microbes? It would be like all. I think it's like all of life has that energy. So what I what, what I was thinking because because I what I understand what's happening the the qian that you talk about is like this infrared energy and what what I call that is like the um the it's it's bandwidth and it's it's the energy of love the qian and you you can generate it like for for us like it's that warm feeling in your heart yeah the warm feeling. And, and that that itself is actually the the chin. It is, it, and so what what you're getting is like this measurable infrared bandwidth that then can be like amplified into other signals and other ways. But but it's like measurable in a, a the warmth of love. <laughs> it's measurable in the in the warmth of love. Right. So yeah, like you're. Um, like like microbes in the secret society are entering into this lodge this temple that you've built which is like your your vessel your which which you're using like a jar and and you're gonna mix these microbes with sugar and then you're gonna put them into the temple which is like like the vessel and then they're gonna start to love with one another because there's all this food and it's a new environment and and they're they're that qian that that measurable infrared is what I'm talking about the um <laughs> like like so God is love in a certain sense like like that that creative the creative force is love and it's and it's these beings or these microbes that somehow have polarity that are stimulating each other it, my yeah microbes with 
polarity that are kind of interacting and allowing them to transform and grow? I think that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, be, like the male female principle that that like is is this equal opposite yin yang that all the conditions become perfect in your in your vessel and then that then triggers love to happen which is like a manifestation of uh, god or qian or is the qian there and then it, and then the other happens like which 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 is kind of first like where where is the where is the love is it is it in the microbes and that, that biological thing like where is the qian what is the source of it is i guess what i'm I'm looking at what is the source of that like warmth energy yeah well what is the the thing you're calling chin is chin a warmth energy i don't know if it's a warmth energy i think it's just like the creative energy of of the universe and smaller pieces experienced in all things and all beings that's chin so is well because well, what I'm trying to get it is like like because Qian is not your term right it's like a well known term and what, well, I guess what I'm trying to continue to probe is like I want to see how how perhaps like this is a word for like microbes or like a phenomenon that the microbes are creating that we've conveniently called Qian for like millennia but maybe it's a microbial phenomenon that's happening that we're just not you know. Like that, that's, that's why I'm asking. I'm not, I'm just probing to find out what this chin is. Like, what is the source? Cause, cause like, it, it, cause maybe it's biological. Maybe it's part of the secret society. Like chin is one of the keys that. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, yeah. Gr green juice from heaven. And it's like that manifestation of the, of the, of that love it, yeah it's just like the plants are love in love because they're growing and evolving and then when the like human like interacts with the plant in nature and gives the love through the process and intention of making fermented plant juice or Yeah, by by Okalani, you know, juice of the heavens, <laughs> maybe. Um, and then being able to feed that back to the earth because it's like the the soil and the land that is depleted needs that love and intention. So if someone is intentionally preparing this for the earth and then is going through this process of observation and then feeds it back to the earth. Um, I feel like it's, yeah, it's gonna allow, it's like feeding, it's like feeding the secret society or feeding all your family members or friends, like being able to have food, real food, like in abundance indefinitely. Yeah, yeah, and you're gonna get positive feedback loops of that food gaining in nutrition and gaining in more microorganisms and gaining in its ability to to um har harmonize with the rest of the whole system because it because it's actually part of it and cycling right so i i like i i like the idea of turning things into fer ferments and those the fermented plant juice like you said or what do you say, uh, Vaikalani? Like that would that would translate to Vaikalani? Is that, is that what you said? You what what does that mean? This isn't limited understanding. Like uh, I think like juice or like like water essence from the heavens. Yeah. So so that's 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 like the level you'd put this solution that we're that you're working with that you're eating that you're ingesting is like something that's like from from the heavens almost like that yeah. sounds. Yeah. I mean, Hawaii is so beautiful and it, it truly is. Like all of, there's no separation with on 
within nature you know it's all the like a garden in a sense it's just that some parts of the garden are in harmony and balance and maybe some aren't and um yeah what do you mean by harmony and balance what do i mean by harmony and balance yeah Yeah, I mean those those terms like both uh yeah, harmony and balance are are like we throw those around as like these conditions, but what what to you like you you if you say the island's not in those that obviously means it has some um distinction to you of what it is. Well, I guess I couldn't really Yeah, I don't know. I feel like harmony and balance is like an inner state of peace and having peace within yourself creates like the ability to yeah, ex experience with and without and it, w yeah what comes to mind is like going to native ohia trees that are thriving and growing and don't have any invasive species really or fire ants or you know more just like wild and old and then being able to collect and preserve that biology and then apply that on areas where where the perceived like rapid ohia death is is taking place so a healthy environment to you is where it is more long-term, like enduring long. Because you're, like you're saying, the Ohias have been there for a long time, but now there's rapid Ohia death. So that indicates that the harmony and balance has been lost because it's a rapid changing situation. Maybe. Yeah, it's just every time I like look at an Ohia, that like you know could just just need some IMOs and you know some fermented plant juice from heaven and you know a little seawater and you know you keep giving it more and more love that's I guess that's just like how much love are you willing to give to the earth and um, yeah I, I taught a workshop last weekend in Hilo and this auntie was talking about like the divine and the feminine and the and the divine masculine and how the masculine will will like give to the feminine but the feminine will receive and then like m like multiply it and like like transform it exponentially kind of she gave like the analogy of if you give like your wife a some food she's going to transform that into like a a beautiful meal that can like feed you know so many or if yeah she also gave the analogy of like you know if if the male gives the seed to the female and the female is able to give a child it's like that's like exponentially like like way crazy like kind of yeah so so like the the yin yang the male female polarity giving way to growth and expansion and more and like i mean that that's like trade and the, the like so i i i don't know i mean i i think everything is kind of both because we're just talking about stasis being out of harmony and now you're talking about how if these things are actually like together then they're they're making more so yeah i i don't know these are like super in-depth topics to <laughs> talk about i guess they're pretty in-depth well like if you you could sp spend all day saying like m m more of this and then you could spend the next day saying less of this and in both cases you're like correct 
And that would be finding the balance, like more or less, and then kind of yeah, riding that wave. Well, well, that's it. Riding the wave, and that that's that's it. Is like that that is it. Like it's never one way or the other. You're always in this like flux, and that and that's that's kind of like I don't know. I guess understanding the the secret society is always in that flux and is always changing. Like they're constantly geoengineering the planet. Like we we like I we tend to think of the planet being like stable in certain ways, and and maybe it is, but that they're also cha- changing it. Like like did you know did you know microbes can um, pull DNA in and out of things? Microbes can pull DNA in and out of things. Yeah, like a, a bacteria can do like genetic modification why like what do you mean about like so the bacteria is choosing to to genetically modify another organism yeah yeah Hmm. they'll swap one like a set of genetics in and out and and do gmos long before us humans have and so what I'm, what I'm saying is they're they're able to like directly work with the microbiome and the change that they're able to make even though we see this stability or like certain things they're constantly changing it. Hmm. Constantly changing the the microbiology on the earth as much as humans change it with our GMOs. So it's like as much as it's changing it needs to be preserved. But that's but that's it. It's like uh, that. That's that's what I'm saying. Like this order, chaos. This like steady. This changing. This like preserving change. You know, like it's it's a very it's like it's a it's a it's a challenging subject to try to figure out what to do. I think it starts with washing rice. Well, just I think I well mimicking nature, right? And you're you're gonna talk about a recipe that like maximizes, like not just mimics, but like is like an optimal way of mim- of of mimicking it. Of mimicking nature, right? Like you're gonna set out some starch, right? Which starch is a classic, like. St- food for microbiology that's why that's why nature makes starch rice wash water right i mean that's just one way of making starchy water right Mm -hmm. and that's like the go-to food for almost all beings humans cows we all we all eat carbs right I, i don't know if there's an animal that doesn't eat just starch water like even even microbes love that stuff right do owls owls like starch water i don't we'll have to ask them <laughs> hoot, hoot. Aloha poyo. who who has an owl out there that can ask um i <laughs> i so i imagine if you for if you made the starch water and you fermented it into some sweet drink the owls would dig it <laughs> Owls would get down on your lactobacillus ferment. Yeah, just feeding the the owls the the fermentation. Really, have this dream of like being able to steward owls and like poyos. You yeah, you, you've yeah. had this for a while, yeah. Yeah, with with like IMOs and stuff, and no smell, and yeah, just like like a sanctuary for pueos that just yeah want to eat fermented foods and like heal and I, I mean from what i know the i i use it for the chickens my chickens are amazing i i don't know about owl like i see owls at the zoo so i know they keep them in confinement but i imagine you know owls owls want to yeah, owl behavior probably up at night eating rats and stuff but you could ferment it all and it'd be just as, yeah fine is, yeah F- ferment the rats i don't know i don't <laughs> think so i don't think so 
but you could put rat amino acid in their food and supplement them when they looked a little down. Mm-hmm. You know, you find a pueo that's injured and needs to be boosted back up. You give it rat amino acid. <laughs> mouse, mouse amino acid. Mouse amino acid, yeah. Yeah, I think you'd have those pueos in no time back, back into flying shape and keeping our island rat population <laughs> in check. <laughs> yeah. S- stewarding the pueos. So what what uh what about that dream like where where are you in terms of w- where am I in terms of like from from where I sit to w- experiencing that in the physical reality? Sure. Oh, yeah, you, you made the rest of that sentence up, so you can answer that one. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess just like building a little like holly with a roof and like a little setup where like what if the owl had the ability to be free and go fly, but it also had a place where it could like kind of chill and be protected from the rain and just had like an IMO like just inoculate it and feed it like uh, maybe not like a super deep litter system but yeah I, th- I would think I would think right now there's n- that like everything in the world is pointing towards this happening you think so? yeah yeah. Pueos, in fact, are flying this direction right as we speak. They're flying here? Well, they're flying this direction. Somewhere in the world. Mm-hmm. I bet you there's an owl flying towards us right now. It's a good thing to imagine. <laughs> yeah. We were, we were imagining last night how how busy the world is. All kinds of things happening, right? Right at this moment. But staying, staying focused on your the the Pueo house, the the healing sanctuary for them. Putting putting up the creating the environment. I I think that's the key, and 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 having enough food for them. Any anything like mm-hmm. from the microbes to the Pueos to anything. Yeah, being able to feed. So if you're able to like if you have all this extra energy and time where you're able to wake up early in the morning and and have that mana and then. You feed that back to the earth. And then what Auntie was saying is that the way she perceives the natural farming in the secret society is that by a person stewarding the earth and feeding these natural solutions to them, it's like feeding Mother Earth or the, the, the feminine. And she said, she mentioned the words like Kane and wa, Vahini. Vahini. And. Yeah, and then saying that by feeding the earth these sol- these solutions or feeding the secret society these solutions, that it's going to be like, like the mother will always provide back. The the feminine will always create more, like like uh, like a tenfold, a hundredfold exponential growth of that that energy w- that was given by the action of the masculine the masculine being the act of like energy forward yeah i i i see that as like a that's that's a solid principle if if you're and also if you're understanding that from someone who use like hawaiian language and the hawaiian concepts um those concepts from my my understanding are very world worldly known and very esoteric and not necessarily like hawaiian this or that or like any ownership on them but the way they are with the hawaiian language itself related to like vibrational and or like we were talking last time about the root sound or maybe even the first time we're talking about huna or or mauna mauna yeah yeah but though so having these uh, you're learning from an auntie who's talking about like kane 
for instance and like that that's that's a hawaiian deity but then more than that it's like a concept it's it's like an archetype that hawaiians are recognizing enough to put into their like trifold of gods and so she was talking to you about that in like relating that to natural farming yeah relating on back to natural farming specific yeah specifically what i was demonstrating or reflecting to the yeah through the through the secret society basically just you know inviting someone to check out the secret society so, so you're saying like as you were demonstrating like plant juice or some like that that recipe right it was the it was basically the the goals for the for the gathering were to make two types of medicines so the fermented plant juice green juice from heaven and water soluble calcium for fruiting of, of plants and then how to kind of collect microbiology and how to like a real short overview of different natural farming solutions foods medicines minerals probiotics you know these different things and then showing how it's applied foliarly to a to a garden weekly and then yeah and and then how how far into this um this like lecture or lesson or thing where you're talking about natural farming from like this, oh, th- this farming oh. thing to when she like made this spiritual connection and or like brought this same concept that you're teaching and then elaborated this other way it was after we finished with the like the workshop and it was during the potluck and it was just a, a conversation between her and I so more more by herself she was kind of relating to what you were talking about that was like man that's like the kind of the stuff right there yeah interesting so i think i think in in the secret society we're talking about it's actually pretty open but then these this this it turns out it's actually like indigenous and like really ancient and really old this same stuff we're talking about but we're actually talking about like god forms and these other things but i come at understanding this from like a computer scientist of biology and engineering and chemistry and then now all of a sudden i'm understanding like kane which is like a god of of people indigenous people but but we're really what i'm i'm just like this secret society that i've stumbled into that maybe now it's like we're initiates of these deeper nobler truths that are when i say noble i mean like stability of like a noble gas but like these truths that are self-evident within indigenous cultures that we're talking about it as agriculture or probiotics for our guts or healing the soil or restoring the fish. But now we're also getting into this level of talking about spirituality and like soul redemption and like what the real deal of what's up with this life. The real, like, so finding more purpose within life by recognizing your role within the secret society well what i'm saying is like perhaps in certain religious bodies for different greed reasons or this or that those things may have lost their purity that we've rediscovered this same thing that those like these secret teachings that that she has or the genealogical teachings we've come to this through understanding biology and the secret society being microbes but then we're speaking the same language as somebody who's talking about like what was previously considered like invisible like not real gods or or from, from a western mind frame so you're perceiving like the kane forces or energy as like being a part of the microbial activity that is naturally happening in the forest 
is that that's what I'm trying to get at. Is was she saying that? I mean, is that is that how she's kind of relating it? Maybe. Because something in there triggered her to talk more about like the this gods or this genealogy or this way from the information where you're presenting from this like um, this understanding of the secret society that's like oh well they're microbes <laughs> and someone else is like well they're, they're kind of hidden invisible thing like holy spirit like god said he would come and you're like well it's microbes and we're just like making a bold declaration that like to take like some of these figurative spiritual concepts and to really anchor them into real life like what are you initiated into it's like knowledge of the secret society which is microorganisms versus like oh yeah like i know the holy spirit it came and touched me it's like well maybe right well what i'm saying is like the more microbes i get on me the more i can change my vibration and actually tune into these cosmic energies which are like holy spirits mm. that the microbes are these this this not that they themselves are the holy spirit but they're a, a, a um, conduit for it yeah they're different like the tn they're different pieces of it so there's all these different microbes well that our, our communion with god is this bio this energy this consciousness but as we become more biologically attuned to like sacred geometry and integrity and different things then we can manifest that energy into this reality mm. yeah being more intentional with our actions and uh, our breath because it's it's like yeah the breath that you just had that that was that was important but it's not as important as the next breath well, some some people just get into breathing and in, in breath, in that, and it's it's important. But what I what I'm saying is like directly talking about I'm breathing because I'm trying to support the microbes that are living within me. Mm. Like in my brain right now, it's I'm thinking via fermentation. There's there's that's why if oxygen gets cut off to my head, it's it's very it's 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 not good because. The, my brain produces vinegar that's the process of thinking makes vinegar but if if you have fermentation without oxygen you get alcohol and alcohol will pickle your brain and kill you you get alcohol poisoning but the vinegar a little bit of it's okay in your brain and there's actually like mechanisms to clean the vinegar out of your head constantly like as a byproduct of thinking so I'm actually fermenting. So so even my cosmic, like my conscious, like what I think is me, it's actually microbes in a secret society. It's like, um, yeah, so many microbes in the secret society. And it's just, in, but it's coming through as experiencing as a individual, but it's really like a whole collective. Yeah, like me, I'm a, I'm a collective of microbes that receive this cosmic energy. And it's good because the human structure is this big, large, sacred geometry structure. And then all these tiny microbes ride on that to, like, enjoy this cosmic energy that they can vibe off of, which is turns out to part of its infrared, like that heat energy that I was talking about. But they, but they, they are all riding together, and that's, like, what gives me the consciousness and thinking and thoughts and... Yeah, it's kind of intense. Yeah, not intense, but it's kind of kind of deep. Well, yeah. Well, that's what that's what I'm trying to say. Is is the more research I go into, like, because I I'm I kind of made some bold claims, like, oh, this is a secret society, these are the <laughs> secret chiefs. But the more we talk about it, and these more of these con concepts are explored, it seems like other folks are resonating with it. <laughs> the receptive the creative receptive to the creative yeah and, and that they're being the d concept like are being developed and like you'll you'll find like in, even even let's take krishna and and narayan and like the idea of of the cow being sacred it turns out the cow and lactobacillus and the milk like the mic the secret society the cult of the cow to the lactobacillus like this hidden microbe that symbiotically lives with it. it turns out to be really beneficial 
So their God, like their Krishna, like keeping cows and all these stories actually have a lot to do with like microorganisms. Mm, because it's, yeah, the microbes that are in the cow that allows for that abundance to kind of un unfold. And, and, and back in the day, they, they anthropomorphized the microbe as like Krishna, as this savior thing that comes and like dances and heals the world. And it's like a microorganism. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it says in the Bhagavad Gita that like Krishna is like as small as like a ten thousandth of a piece of hair. And it's like, I don't know what size that is, but it's like makes me think of a microbe. <laughs> yeah. But it could also be, you know, this, this, you know, bigger, bigger organism as well. But that's just the collection of the micro forming the macro. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think if you start to reevaluate those ancient texts with the understanding of the secret society, with the understanding of like maybe Krishna was a microbe. Yeah, Lot was it one mic? But that's the thing. It's like micro. There's like billions of them. So are, are they all like one? That, is it like a school of fish? Like they're all moving as like one, and it's like they're individual fish or individual microbes that they're moving in, in like a towards God or good orderly direction. Uh, you know, I, I think, I think it, it, it can change. Like it could like, so there, there was a thing on the earth called the great oxygenation event. Do you, do you the know? Great oxygenation event. Yeah. If you read Wikipedia and you look at it, you'll see throughout the earth's history, they talk about this thing called the great oxygenated oxygenation event. And it was early in the Earth's history that life was already forming. And then cyanobacteria, figure, like, all of a sudden started producing oxygen as their byproduct. They, they turned sunlight and then their byproduct was oxygen. Cyanobacteria started to grow and they put oxygen into the atmosphere. And all the life that was growing previous to this was anaerobic. And so almost all the life living on Earth, all of a sudden there's oxygen everywhere and it just died from this from the cyanobacteria, which were very popular and they grew and all and then now the whole earth is now oxygenated. And all life subsequently after that we know is like lives is pretty much anaer is aerobic, meaning grows with oxygen. Mm -hmm. But just one microbe came and changed the whole ecosystem one microbe that's why it's like it's really interesting being able to I like trying to perceive it as like a single microbe or a single being but but that's what i'm saying with with a single being like imagine imagine a space rock came in it and it had some microbe on it that changed that that liquefied something or whatever you know change really some gas or whatever we don't know and it came and it landed here and it and it was able to to live and then it's completely terraformed our, our environment by releasing a different type of gas. Like say it releases like neon gas or something. And then all of a sudden like it just is really good at that. And all of a sudden now this whole earth doesn't, you know, our whole biology shifts because of one thing to come. And what I'm saying is this, this can happen that way where like something comes and shifts it to be incompatible for life. Hmm. But in this case of Krishna, if it is lactobacillus and like it, it's actually like it shifted it for human life. Like imagine you didn't have lactobacillus and you were. So are you saying that humans can't serve or like planet Earth can't survive in, in without cows? Uh, well, we're in the Milky Way. So we have to have so not, not cows on like planets nearby. Not cows necessarily, cow, but mammals, things with mammaries. Like we're humans, we have mammaries, we have the nipples, right? The like rat, rats and the things have milk and goats and sheep and pigs and the animals that we have around they're mammals. So not cows, just mammals in general. <laughs> cows are just happen to be very productive at it. 
So it's not that we need the cow specifically, but that this part of the Milky Way is, is with mammals is, is it's a, I, I think that's what's happened to us. That's why there was different ages. Like when the dinosaurs were alive, it was a microbe that favored reptiles. Hmm. And now, now it's a microbe that favors mammals and milk. All right, and that's it for our free episode. If you want to catch the full episode, go to microbialsecret.org and join the Microbial Secret Society. Thanks, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Aloha.